Hata hiyo siku wali disappear tu. Mimia nilipata tuwa kwa hivyo. Hila lunchtime walikuwa nakuja kufuta feki. Halikuwa somehow wanakaa. Somehow disturbed kitoko. Kafuta feki moja, nakuwa kaniambia. Mwemu waka wacha nikimbia kwa ofisi nakuja. Basically while I was still in London, I got telephone messages, text messages from a good mutual friend who said, where is this man Kusire? And initially, I sort of dismissed it as, you know, maybe the guy is looking for Kusire, he's not replying to his calls or anything. Then when it got persistent, second day, so I jokingly, I told the guy, what do you think? Do you think I brought him in my suitcase to London? I'm in London, he's obviously in Nairobi. I must have been among the last people to see him. If Bogongo can disappear, what about you? Less than thousand people know of his disappearance. What about us? What about me for doing this video? There is no telling exactly when renowned journalist turned blogger Bogonko Bosire went missing. Friends and family estimate that he disappeared between the 16th and the 24th of September in 2013. These dates coincide with the Westgate Mall terrorist attack, which happened on the 21st of September 2013. My name is James Smart, and this is Case Number Zero. Imani ni dago, usiepe ni aroduto Umiyo wapari sechete I'll be telling you this story of the seven-year search of blogger Bogonko Bosire with the help of my producer, Vinchon Chogu. In this podcast, we will investigate how Bogonko disappeared without a trace, who knew what and when. We will go inside the world of this journalist who was experiencing a personal turmoil at the time of his disappearance. Someone who had worked with Kenya's Jubilee campaign team helping the ruling party win. Though he lived rough and loud as he appeared, he was gentle and reflective. What happened to Dixon Bogonko Bosire in September 2013? The story has twists, turns, dead ends, and new revelations. September 2013. By this time, the terrorists had taken charge of all the floors of the Westgate Mall. Security agents have been working around the clock to save the hostages in the Westgate Mall nearly 25 hours since the siege began. The mall is currently cordoned off. The security agents earlier on Sunday reported that they had secured the first and second floors of the building. There is still resistance from the two remaining floors. A nearby a religious center, the Oswald complex. Center, is Kenyan troops have spoken of the horrors they found while combing through Westgate. Of Kenyan police have found and diffused explosive devices, and Nairobi's morgue has been warned to prepare for many bodies. At the time of the Westgate attack, Bogonko was running the Jackal News, a blog that covered local news, gossip, and everything in between. It was expected that he'd have a blog post of the terrorist attack in which 71 Kenyans died and 200 others wounded. But there was no post on the first day, nor the second day, nor the third day. Even as Kenyans and the world watched for four days, 
live military-engaging terrorists in Kenya's capital, Nairobi. Followers of his blog, The Jackal News, immediately thought something was amiss. Suffice to say, Bogonko had not been seen for nearly four days prior to the Westgate attack. Westgate becomes a permanent marker in Bogonko's disappearance story. He certainly would have had a take on this breaking news. His friends describe him as a no-holds-bad genius who went after stories with so much passion, but it was his writing skills that was so good. Carol Kimutai, a longtime friend of Bogonko, did the only known interview of Bogonko Bosire, says his writing was unmistakable. I still stand by the fact that he was a genius, brilliant guy. He's a good uh, narrator. He's a very good writer. He used to call a spade a spade. And so we found one of his pieces that I feel has everything in there. And I wanted you to experience the man's craft as we discuss his disappearance. It's titled, A Saturday Night Massacre, How My Date with a Would-Be Girlfriend Exploded on My Face. Please excuse the blips here and there. It is for language sensitivities. Trust me, the use of colorful language does not remove the art of the man. It was Friday night when the phone call came through and sent my nerve endings into hypersensitive mode. At the end of what was supposed to be a date, they were numb, shredded, in a vegetative state. Yet another doomed attempt to be a family man. A stupid title that I have come to resent. A title deployed by cavalier men to camouflage as loving husbands. <laughs> Yet they are certified pimps and male prostitutes. As you can already sense, I am a bitter man. Troubled man. A bloke spiraling into an avoidable bout of recrimination and emotional bloodletting. And by any chance, a sexual invalid. At around 7.30 on Friday, she called and congratulated me for crafting sexy stories about TV towering queen Julie Gishuru and the ambitious Samburu senator Naisula Lesuda. Then, like a lightning bolt, she invited me for a date. I felt a bewildering array of emotions that resulted to a bulged scrotum and a spike in blood pressure one of the pillars that power an erection. At home that night, I slept eerily earlier than usual, a very excited man. In between, I descended on my knees and recited prayers, beseeching the good Lord to shepherd me as I waded into the strange and treacherous world of seeking a wife. Days after my previous attempts were diabolically scorched by some dark forces that survey this human swamp called Nairobi. That's Bogonko's writing voice. We will share with you this story throughout the podcast in the beginning, so look out for it. I am not ashamed to say I googled some phrases and words throughout, like diabolically scorched by some dark forces. Or I careered my way to a friend's office. Hmm. Things only Bogonko would say. In 2015, 
almost two years after Bogonko went missing, our producer Vinchon Chogu interviewed several members of the Bosire family, including his cousin Fidelis Kiago, who lived with Bogonko at the time of his disappearance. I'm Fidelis Kiago, a cousin to Bogonko Bosire, where we used to live in South Bay. Fidelis is the last person to have seen Bogonko Bosire before he disappeared. He came back home. He was completely drunk. The next day we woke up uh, around 2 p.m. I'm the one who woke him up. He was like a bit convinced. I don't know why. Fidelis tells us that Bogonko came back home confused and that he did something that he's never done before. According to Fidelis, the night before Bogonko disappeared, a few things happened. One, he came home that evening late and extremely drunk. Fidelis had to wake him up at 2 p.m. the next day. And then he wore the exact same clothes. Finally, he asked for money with a promise of paying it back. Then the Westgate terror attack happened. On 18th, it was on a Saturday, don't ask your news that Westgate calls Juninini. Sanka, meaning you are sure where the end of Westgate. When the Westgate terror attack happened, there was a lot of concern and tension in the country. Family members were searching for their relatives, mothers calling children, friends looking for friends, and everyone was glued to their screen trying to find out if their loved one was actually at Westgate during that moment. This moment also coincides with when the Bosire family actually come to terms with the fact that their loved one could have been at Westgate as well and might be missing. I do know that Bogonko is missing me. Yeah, I could home, but Sidanika is missing. Then there is an aunt of mine, Anaste Kayole, that information kwenda nyumbani uko ushago ika nikapigiwa sasa mimi simu sababu yeye akayole akwa na namba yangu ndio akaambua yeye amepigiwa simu na mtu mwenye ako US that amesoma kuna that website yake Jackal News amesoma that website kuna mtu zenye zilikuwa zimepostiwa kwa social media ndio watu walikuwa wamesoma then akapata that information from there Vincho, at what point does the family accept that Bogonko is indeed missing? And what is the first thing that they do? It's really hard to piece the timeline together because you don't expect someone to go missing. But from various sources... Uh, we've learned that Bogonko was last seen on the 17th. I spoke to the cousin that he was living with, Fidelis Kiago, who confirmed that. And then I spoke with the brother, Elkana Bosiri, who took us through like what the series of events to when they established that Bogonko is missing. It was on Saturday. Wakati Westgate happened. I was going to go to Monday. 
ndio nikauliza kazini yangu Videlis ama amemuona akanyambia from that Monday kwa nikuja kwa nyumba ndio sasa nikaanza kumfata the common theory is that Posire disappeared when Westgate happened si kuna ile nini walikuwa wameweka ile red cross wamejaza watu wenye wamefanya nini wamepotea kila kitu nikaenda pale wakatafuta nikingoja respond ndio nikapigia wafanyikazi wenye walikuwa na mostly nilikuwa nasikia naongea nao we have established that he was last seen and heard from before the Westgate terror attack nobody took him missing as a serious event because Bogonko was known to go MIA for days so people like his parents can be forgiven for thinking that he was missing in pursuit of a story today he's not here i do not know where he went i tell him just wait for him he is somewhere so when he would show up he would say he was in mombasa for work or sometimes nyeri Because Bogonko would sometimes disappear. When Elkana inquired where he had been, he would explain that he had to leave abruptly to chase a story somewhere. He had done that many times before. But I always thought he would come back. Now it's been weeks, months, and years, and I'm wondering how it will be. The family cites yet another example where he traveled to Europe for work without informing anyone. The only found out months later when his brother found his plane ticket. Vincho, the thing about Bogonko and him going missing and his sort of his personality traits. What do we know about from the week that he actually went missing? It wasn't like out of the ordinary that Bogonko would disappear. The, the his uh everyone would tell you that he would just go and show up months later like the parents have talked about it. What was different this time was that Bogonko was a person who chased stories. And there was a, the biggest story in Kenya happening, Westgate attack and he wasn't posting anything. And so everyone everyone in Kenya but particularly his friends we were like what's happening what's going on where's bogonko and we started messaging with uh, Dennis Itumbi asking him where is our friend so i get that bogonko was this person who would not have missed a story and this was the biggest story happening in Kenya at that time and bogonko is not anywhere around it it raises questions i get it and it also makes sense to ask questions to his quote unquote best friend at this point dennis itumbi so did dennis itumbi give answers no uh, what dennis did was give us ideas and and suggestions that this might have happened by giving us a timeline of bogonko's final days but there were no answers and it's the same timeline that I shared with you James the account that Vincho is talking about is the same one that Dennis Itumbi shared publicly on his Facebook wall 
after media personality Jeff Koinange assured activist Boniface Mwangi that Dennis Itumbi knew Bogonko's whereabouts. Quote unquote. I think Kenya, Kenya has changed. I think now we're talking about is missing. Well, you know, Bongo Bosiri. No, he's not missing. Where is he? He's somewhere. Are you yeah, sure? He's not missing. No. I, I think, I think, missing. I think Kenya has honestly. Ask Itumbi. I think Kenya has honestly. Itumbi. Itumbi said he doesn't know where he is. Really? Yes. Boniface was right. Itumbi did say he does not know where Bogonko was. This assertion made by Jeff as a by the way caused a lot of people to demand concrete answers from Itumbi. This in turn led him to publicly make a statement in which he traced Bogonko's final days. You can read the statement in its entirety on Case Number Zero's social media pages. In summary, Itumbi revealed that Bogonko had gone to Mwea for the weekend to visit a fan, a girl whose name Itumbi withheld. He returned to Nairobi on Monday. On Tuesday, he texted Itumbi in regards to a story. On Wednesday, he was at Giggles and later at Porterhouse. Thursday, he was at Giggles and sent messages to several WhatsApp groups complaining about ICC's warning to journalists against releasing names of witnesses. The same day, he told their mutual friend that a high court judge had called him to warn him about the ICC. He also talked about a girl who wanted him to write a story about her affair with In his statement, Itumbi said that Safaricom records showed that Bogonko's phone was last used on Kimathi Avenue on 19th of September. And that on Saturday, the day of the Westgate attacks, Itumbi got reports that Bogonko was spotted at Zigona Golf Club. Bogonko himself was shabbily dressed and drunk. Itumbi sent someone to verify and the report turned out negative. That Bogonko had an alternative phone and that phone was last used in Moranga. That he received information that there were unclaimed bodies at Naivasha Mortuary. He sent journalists and family to take a look and it turned out that none of the bodies was Bogongo. Exactly nine days after Bogongo Bosire disappeared, this video appeared on YouTube. An interview of Elkana Bosire, Bogonko's brother, interviewed by Capital FM. He looks visibly distressed. His voice tensed. He's obviously physically tired, mentally exhausted, and emotionally drained. Form appears on the sides of his mouth, he looks like he hasn't eaten in days. The journalist asks some straight questions. Yeah. Like, why are you in the morgue? Where is your brother? And when was the last time you saw your brother? He attempts to answer. Yes. <laughs> 
from there na relax but now nobody knows where is this so ningumu he makes an emotional appeal to his missing brother while taking out his frustrations on him he breaks down, tears rolling down his cheeks. Confusion written all over his face. Remember, Alkana is being interviewed outside the city morgue nine days after his big brother, Bogonko Bosire, disappeared. From here on, it's been nothing but downhill. All the leads to find Bogonko Bosire had gone cold. The family was left with the burden of finding him. Next time on Case Number Zero. Case number zero is hosted and produced by me, James Smart, and Vinchon Chogu, supervising producer Abdullah Boru, our impact producer is made label. Production Supersonic Africa. Our sound engineer, Muna Chuba. Theme music by Brian Sigu. Voice artist, Yafesi Busoke. Additional music from Audioblocks. Our script is edited by Chachi Lotieno and Monica Ndongo. Sunny, <laughs> feel.